What's up, everybody? John Ferguson here with Legendary Closers, and welcome back to another episode. I am actually pretty excited to bring you this episode because I made a promise to you. I did. I promised that I would come back and I would talk about framing. I know on one of the previous episodes, I think maybe we've been the last episode, was I brushed over framing and how important it was, but I didn't really get into the detail of what that framing actually meant for us as closers. And so today on the episode, we are going to be talking about sales strategy mattering in your sales process only if the frame isn't broken. So let's get to it. Here's the real question. How do real closers like us, direct sales, telemarketers, and independents, who refuse to cheat, overpromise, or embellish, who don't rely on discounts and guarantees, but want to close more sales with less effort, how do we build massive incomes, yet at the same time, live life to the fullest? That is the mystery, and in this podcast, we'll uncover the secrets for today's market. My name is John Albert Ferguson, and welcome to Legendary Closer Radio. All right, closers, what is up? I am super excited to share this information here with you today because this is one that actually is near to my heart, is framing the sale, framing the process, and making sure that my product and my service are framed appropriately in the minds of the prospect so that I have an easier time producing a sale where I can actually control the process and control the frame. So when I first got started in sales, I remember just playing follow the leader, right? You ever play that game, follow the leader or Simon says, that's really what I had to rely on. And I relied on what everyone else was telling me. I relied on the other closers that were around me, the other salespeople that were around me. I just did exactly what they were doing. And I just kind of followed the leader because in the beginning you kind of mimic, right? You don't really know what you're doing. You're just, you're going to go on appointments with people or you're going to sit down and watch and listen for a while until you can start to pick up your own skill. And then you start to learn tactics, right? You get in and you start reading books. I still remember one of my very first sales books was from Tom Hopkins. I'm not afraid to say it. If you guys have uh, not learned anything from Tom Hopkins, you probably have. You maybe not know who that is, but Tom Hopkins was one of my first mentors. I've actually had an opportunity to speak on stage with him twice uh, in the past in a couple of uh, instances where we were working in the same organization together. Tom, a phenomenal mentor, amazing sales uh, coach and trainer, and I believe the name of the book was How to Master the Art of Sales. And so it's like a freaking huge book. Like I think it's like two sizes of the phone book. Like if you stack two phone books together, there's just so much. It was very difficult read for me. I had dyslexia. And so having dyslexia and reading certain books, just have tons of information. It was hard. Like for me, it was tough. At the time, one of the most relevant ways to learn sales was that book. And then, you know, learning from like Zig Ziglar and, you know, Og Mandino and all these legends and these greats that I grew up with, you know, Jim Rohn, I didn't learn about until I got into network marketing. And I had to mimic these other salespeople in what their strategies were and their methods. And everyone has a different strategy. Everyone has a different method. And I tried to play follow the leader, right? Simon says, <laughs> and I would play follow the leader and I would use other people's systems and processes. And what I was finding was, is that they all don't play nice together. Like some of the tactics and the tricks and the systems work, but they don't work together. And I was taking so much information from everybody. I found one or two really good mentors. 
And I really just honed in. I really just focused right with what they were saying because it meant so much to me. What they were saying, it mattered. And I got it. And like the process and the sales that I was making, I started to just crush it because of what it was. But when I was using another person's sales tactics, another person's sales system, when I was following that leader, it just was broken. It wasn't working as well. And so it wasn't anything against the the person, right? The, the expert in that sales process. It was just their stuff wasn't working. Literally what I found out was is that the market had also changed, right? The economy had changed. The way buyers want to buy from you and your products and services completely changed. And even in today's market, a lot of the people that we trust as sales trainers, the people that I trust, people that I'm friends with, they're still teaching some of those tactics that are just wrapped up in a new bow or in a new way. And they're just reselling that back to the marketplace because they know that we are buyers. Salespeople are buyers. Like we are framed to train. We're framed to buy. And I'm not ashamed to admit it. I spend tens of thousands of dollars on training every single year. I know when I first got involved with business, my first couple of years, I spent over $200,000 in trainings and educations and systems. I had a corporate job. And so I had the ability to do that. And uh, this is all after tax dollars. And I was okay with it, right? And I knew that I had to pay the price. But today's day and age with the information, with podcasts like this, with with how quickly we can deliver information to people, it doesn't have to be that difficult. You don't have to, I don't think you have to struggle for two years to become successful. Should you invest in your training or education? I still do. I do. Is it in sales training? No, not always. 20 years of doing this, I have been able to develop it. Now, am I unteachable? No, I am very teachable. I am still framed as a salesperson to gather information where I can. But I have learned that what I sell and how I sell it and who I serve accepts a certain type of training. Are all sales trainers right for everybody? No. Can all sales trainers teach everyone something? I guarantee it. Yes, they can. And so please understand when I talk about some of my previous mentors, some of today's experts, when I say that their stuff doesn't work, I'm saying their stuff doesn't work. Okay. And it is outdated or it is old and the market has changed. Nothing bad about them. It's just that I think today there is a new frame, right? Even around us. And so when I say that, and I know I I really went off because it's something that I really am sick and tired of salespeople struggling. I am absolutely done with the reason why I'm doing the podcast. And I know I'm on a freaking tangent here right now. But the reason why I'm doing the podcast is I'm sick and tired of seeing my people, salespeople, closers, who know that they need to take care of their families, who know that they have the ability within them. They're just using and following the leader. They're using tactics that might not be working for what they're trying to sell. And so we have to reframe that. We have to put it into better order. Like for me, I lacked a frame. Like I didn't know what to do. I, I lacked the appropriate way to frame and how to prepare my prospect in a manner that actually made it work. And so every single sale was kind of rough. Like the sales call was different every time. The I felt different. And I know the prospects felt different. The method that I used to either sit down with somebody or, or close them over the phone, that was weird. Like even in network marketing, I used some of the tactics from face-to-face to take them to a meeting, to close them in the back of the room, to close them over the phone. I was doing all of this, trying to find a frame, and I, and I really didn't feel at home. I just, there was no consistency. And without consistency, you start to form bad habits. And if you form bad habits, then that hurts your sales. That hurts your revenue. That hurts your pocketbook. And ultimately, you and your family, you're all going to suffer. 
And you don't want that. And that's why I drop bombs like this, not to offend anybody, but to say, hey, wake up. It's time to wake up and find a better way and do it different. Do it the way the economy wants to buy and do it in a way that you can actually build authentic authority and be an actual influence and close the sale with less friction and being able to frame it in a way that you can control the process, right? And I mean, really what you want to do is you want to be able to create good habits. You want to create the proper habits that sell, the proper habits that close, And you want to be able to remove friction from the sales process or even in your own mind. You will always feel more friction and you will always feel more challenge if you haven't framed properly, if you haven't put into context the process that you're using, and if you really haven't been able to modify that to your script and what you're doing. And realize you may be closing for different people. I realize that I have a large group of people who listen to the podcast who are independent closers. They work for one or two different organizations. They may be selling for their MLM. They may be on a call center doing telemarketing. They may be in the back of the room closing for an influencer somewhere. So they have different processes. Just realize that in order to remove the friction from the process, you want to be able to have the appearance that you're not JV. And the nothing smells more JV than not being able to properly frame your process, frame the clothes, frame the product and services. And so, you know, what I typically ended up doing was I had all these expectations, right? As a closer, if you have expectations that your prospect already comes, quote unquote, pre-framed, they're already ready to buy from you, or they have already gone through the marketing, they've seen the videos and such, that they're just ready, that they've been massaged, and you're just there to wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, take the check. That's not going to happen. That's actually going to cause more problems for you because you're going to forget to ask the right questions in order to make sure that they have been properly framed, that they are in the right mindset. And so just realize that the vehicle that you're using to create that matters. We want to talk about that. The next thing thing is, you know, I can't be the guide if I'm not framing them properly. I can't be the trusted authority. I can't be the trusted guide through the process if I felt that way, right? And if you feel out of congruency, if you feel inconsistent, if you feel the process is broken or that the framing isn't done right, or or even if you felt it was done right and you go down the road as the guide and they're going to feel it. They're not going to understand what you're saying. They're not going to be in the moment with you because they're going to be outside uh, the box. They're going to be outside the process. They're not going to be in it. And so when we frame, we have to understand that you are the guide in order to control that process. I don't want to share that with you yet. I'm going to share that with you. I'm going to give it to you. Hold on, bear with me because there's something else that's actually causing the issue. What they saw And what they've heard before they got on the phone with you, before they sat down with you face-to-face, before they went to the back of the room to meet you, the closer, helped to frame them. And that's a big deal. Because I felt that because they knew the guru, or they knew the mentor, or they knew my products and services, right? You guys as listeners, I want to make sure I hit all of you. Because you're all in different businesses but you're all independent closers and we all take responsibility for our action in helping close sales. What they see, what they hear and how they've been pre-prepared already puts them in a thought process, already puts them in a certain mindset and already in a certain frame. And if you believe that that frame is what was supposed to happen for them, that they're already prepared for you, or if you feel the frame is broken, right, then how are you going to overcome that? 
And these are the things I was butting up against, right? Like when I was working years and years ago, my first sales career, you know, speakers in front of the room and I'm the closer in the back of the room. If I have no ability to adjust what the guru wants to say that may or may not hurt my sale, what do I do, right? How do I handle that? Number two is if I can do that, how? And then the third thing is if I just think that because that person has learned what they need to learn and that they're going to the back of the room because they're just ready to buy, one of the biggest misconceptions, one of the biggest reasons why influencers, subject matter experts, coaches, even network marketers don't sell more is because they already feel the frame has been set and that they are working within the frame to close that person. And it is not true. Sometimes it is. Sometimes that you get the lay down, you get the person that's ready to there. We know that. But how many lay downs do you get a week? How many lay downs do you get a month? How many lay downs do you get at the back of the room? Now, I'm talking for the $15,000 product, the $35,000 product. If you've got a really good speaker, they're going to close that room. They're going to get those sales. And you as the closer are sitting in the back of the room taking those orders. But what if you're the person calling those people after the seminar? What if you're the person who's taking the leads from an event, from the people who fill out maybe, let's say, an application that they want more information. They're ready to go, but they want more information. How are you going to frame that person now? Because there's been a frame that's been set, okay, by the event, by the video, by the training, by the podcast. How are you going to control that frame and modify it? So you're running up against all these things, just, just like I was. And what I found was, is after really sitting back and watching what happens in the dynamic was, is that their current frame, how how do I change it? Like they're in a current frame. Like what they're currently going through, there's a reason behind it. There's a reason why they're there. And so I had to find out, okay, what's the reason? What's the purpose for them being here? What's their current framing? That's their, their vehicle to you. How do I find out where their mindset is? Well, you ask the questions, right? You start to ask the questions, all right? Ask why they feel a certain way. Why they thought that, you know, their mindset's a certain way. Why do they feel that they're in the place that they are? Why are they in front of you right now asking for support? Start to uncover the frame. Start to uncover their mindset. Dig a bit deeper. You're going to find out what the frame is. You're going to find out how you can modify it ultimately and change it. Because you can find out what their current mindset is. You can influence it. You can change their mindset by using questions. Okay. And when you do that, you can give them the proper homework. Yes. That's what I said. Proper homework. That right there is that external information that they're going to need to see. Now, if you're working for an influencer, if you're working for some guru, you're going to have video content, audio content, downloadable content that you can send them that's tied to the frame that you want them in. If you are the coach, if you are the network marketer, if you are the individual that's there, then you need to provide them with some homework, some video, some information that they can go and download and prepare themselves to be in the frame before you actually have the closing conversation. And so this comes back down to your sales process. This comes right back down to the strategy that's developed, right? So now that you're fixing your frame, now you can build the strategy around it so that you're actually closing these people so they're better prepared when they sit down and buy from you. Being able to control their vision, being able to control the frame and the process, now I have the ability to either control the frame from the beginning or modify that frame. And think of that. Think of having that ability. Think about having that authority 
that power in the close as a closer. When you know how to control the frame, when you know how to uncover the current frame that they're in and then modify that and then reinforce it with homework that they have to do, man, what better client is prepared? What better prospect could be ever better prepared than the one that you prepared? than the one that you have helped to overcome their own objections and commit to buy from you before you've even asked for the sale. Think about it. Take a minute. What is your current framing? What are you currently doing within your strategy that's broken that you can go back and help and reframe? Because I can tell you right now, that's the one thing that hurts business as a closer is not understanding the mindset, the frame that's been wrapped around what you're trying to sell as a product or service. And it comes down to digging that up, gathering that information. You will be a much powerful, a much more authoritative closer, and you will be able to control the outcome better than ever before if you can control that one thing using those three tactics that I just shared with you. Anyways, guys, again, thank you for hanging out on this episode. I really enjoy doing this and sharing this with you, but I want to go deeper with you. I want to be able to have actual real conversations, answer questions back and forth with you. And we do a lot of that, of that in the Facebook group. So if you are listening to this and you are not a part of Legendary Closers on Facebook, I want you to go there right now, head over to Legendary Closers, join the group, and I'm going to give you something for free. I'm going to give you our Sick Fury training for free. It's how to ask better questions and get deeper. And that will actually help you with framing like we talked about today on the podcast. Anyways, guys, have a fantastic day and crush it this week. Hey, hey, what is up, legends? Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Really appreciate hanging out with you guys and being able to share what has changed my life so much and taking you guys on this journey of helping salespeople live legendary lives and have legendary income. You know what? There's a group of us that hang out each and every day on Facebook. And the group that we have is called Legendary Closers. If you want to head on over to Facebook and join us in more conversations like this, actually being able to work with and interact with closers just like yourself who are looking to level up their lifestyles and join the journey of getting better and becoming legendary, I want to give you an opportunity to get a free training from me just from joining the group. It's a training that we've sold for over $5,000 when it first came out. Now we sell it consistently for $1,000 and I'm going to give it to you absolutely for free. And it's a training that we've created to help closers ask better questions in order to uncover the secrets behind why people buy, why individuals are buying from you. It'll absolutely get people to beg you to buy. They're going to beg to buy from you. I'm super excited to give this to you and I want to give it to you when you join the Legendary Closers Facebook group on Facebook. So head on over to Facebook and join the conversation working with each and every one of those other closers that are also a part of the Legendary Closer family. 